0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. If you have not had a chance to check out yesterday's Wednesday special, I highly recommend you do so. Neil Stratton was on and talked about Inside the League, the College Gridiron Showcase, and just football in general. If you have not listened or checked out his website, I recommend doing both. That's InsideTheLeague.com or find him on Twitter at InsideTheLeague. Excited for next Wednesday's special as well. We'll have another guest on talking prospects, all-star games. Stay tuned for more information on that. As always, like, subscribe, and share this podcast wherever you are listening. Help it become the number one rated scouting podcast out there. Find me at RightStepADV. Let me know what players and content you would like to hear next. 2022 film is rolling in, so let's get to this week's report. We're going to be looking at running back Travis Dye out of USC, Southern California. A four-year career at one of their conference foes, Travis is now in his first season at USC, uh, was a three-star recruit as part of the Oregon 2018 class. Travis had had just one P5 offer out of high school, that was Oregon, which he committed to in April of 2017 as part of the early signing period. He then graduated and enrolled early at Oregon, getting to campus in January of 2018. Looking at his profile, I would imagine it may be the case where there was little doubt where Travis was going to be going to school, uh, par- probably part of the offer track for him. His older brother, Troy Dye, was already part of the Oregon roster. He was selected in the fourth round, by the by the Vikings in the twenty twenty draft. So they may have known, schools may have known, Travis may have been up front that hey, I'm going to Oregon. That certainly would have changed the recruiting process. Either way, when he got to campus, he was ready to go. So out of high school, Travis was a very successful running back, Norco High School in Norco, California. For those not familiar with Norco, just off the fifteen in California between Anaheim and San Bernardino. His twenty three hundred eighty three yards and twenty four touchdowns as a senior earned him first team all cif uh once on campus he didn't t- take long to get into the lineup as well played in all 13 games as a true freshman saw his ro- role grow as the year went finally started the last two games his 199 yards rushing on 33 carries versus oregon state in their final regular season contest set a freshman record at oregon in 2019 he then topped a thousand all person purpose yards was essentially a starter averaged 22 snaps a game part of a rotation in the backfield where you know it was kind of the hot back and got uh, the majority of carries and majority of snaps each week you really saw wide variation it'd be anywhere from 50 to 60 snaps to you know down in the teens a different week so really kind of went with what the hot hand was and then 2020 COVID shortened season played in all seven games started six of them 2021 final year at Oregon he was the lead dog in the backfield started all 14 games rushed for 1,271 yards on 211 attempts. also caught another 46 passes for 402 yards very good numbers that's a lot of production that's a lot of touches in his final year with the COVID redshirt possible he chose to come back jumped into the portal headed south to join new head coach Lincoln Riley with the Trojans so far in 2022 he's been a rotational back playing in both games his 19 rushes for 125 yards get his average to just over six yards a carry. Uh, much of the damage has been done during cleanup time, so he'll need to continue to show the production when it matters uh, as they get into conference games and where games are going to be a little bit tighter. Looking at him on the hoof, uh, just over five nine and a half, looking right around 200 to 205. Um, you know, 29 inch arms. Not that that matters a whole lot. He's pretty compact in his build. Um, yeah. I've, Talk to some people, think that he's going to be running low four or fives. I don't quite see that. I think he's going to be a little higher, maybe a four or six type guy. Um, just sufficient speed is where you're going to be looking at for this guy. Not going to be a guy that, you know, you get to the outside and are expecting to run away from people, but uh, we'll uh, find out as we watch film. So, to the film, a guy that's been very similar from 21 to 22. It all makes sense as we uh, look at his strengths. First, pass protection. He does well seeing it from the backfield, attacks with good angles, and has good intent. He chips guys and puts them on the ground. That shows up multiple times. He doesn't just you know get in the way. He is looking to do damage. He finishes linebackers into the ground. You see him working his feet, working his hands. He will bury linebackers. It's really good to see. He's going to engage when he's free. But he does come off and protect really well when there are late and delay blitzers. That's one of the things I was really impressed with. He'll be locked on, uh, helping out a tackle, helping out a guard. And you see a late delay guy come. He comes off very quickly, sees it the whole way, does a good job there. His good hands in the pass game as is, is an outlet receiver are also an asset. We'll talk about that as we go. His other strength is balance. Guy runs with good pad level, has a low center of gravity, knows how to avoid big contact, and can slip and slide through contact. Again, he's got a good frame and a small package, knows when to play small, but he does run with good power in the short area just because, again, he's a hard guy to square up with with the frame and the way he runs. On the weaknesses side, explosion. This guy is a smoother than explosive runner, not going to break defenders off or explode through holes. More of a weaving downhill runner that's just gonna work the seam, keep pressing vertical. Uh, He is patient. He does get right up on the heels of blockers, which is good, allows him to get through the seam. You just don't see a guy that's going to be able to put his foot in the ground when it's there and then gone. Um, you know, not, a, not going to be an explosive run tailback in the NFL. Also, there's just no special trade on this guy. Again, a good solid back that we'll talk about as we go, um, but from a height, weight, speed, explosion, production standpoint scouts analytics coaches everybody that's going to want something to lean on be okay like, hey, this guy is going to get better i just i don't know if i see it solid numbers sufficient but he is who he is i think he'll be the same player in about three or four years as he is right now in his uh fifth year at usc so what do we see on film Obviously, a running back working at USC, both from a fullback spot and in two-back sets, will be uh, on either side of the quarterback. He'll work as a lead blocker. He'll seal backside runs as well as lead up on the on some toss plays. Primarily been in a shotgun-based offense throughout his career. Obviously, Oregon, lots of shotgun, lots of gun offset. Maybe some dot from a pistol look, but again, he's primarily been a shotgun Um, back not a ton from a true under center dot or true downhill power offense a sufficient athlete good balance plays with good pad level just sufficient burst speed and explosion Again, we talked about that a smooth athlete he's got a weaving style running to his game he's going to run where he needs to gets on the heels of blockers in the zone game is going to slide his way through seams when they are there he is more slippery than powerful, but he will run through tackles with his low center of gravity, has good lower half strength. Again, a guy that has good power with that center of gravity, not a power back. That's, you know, for a guy with his profile, you'd love to see a little bit more thump behind his pads, but that is not him. Not a power back. He is not always going to fall forward, but he knows how to avoid head-on collisions, finds, a, finds positive yards as a result. Again, that's also going to help keep him healthy which is always important for backs his size. In the passing game, as we talked about, good awareness, good uh, hands and protection. Does well in both one-on-ones and as a chipper and a helper when helping out those big guys up front. Good vision to see what he needs to in battles to protect the pocket. Has good hands from the backfield where he can work. What I would call a limited swing and check down game. Just an average route runner due to his lack of explosiveness in and out of breaks. He will be better on choice routes from the backfield when split, than when splitting and trying to win and from a true wide receiver alignment. Again, you're going to call this guy a running back no matter where he lines up. You can feel comfortable lining up a linebacker out on him if you split him wide. So, who are my comparisons? There were two guys immediately jumped to mind for me. First one, Austin Eckler. Um, Austin obviously become kind of a fantasy phenom out in the Los Angeles, San Diego before that. Austin was an undrafted player out of western Colorado, a little tiny school out there. Really has become a staple of that Chargers offense, though. Right about the same size, these two guys. Biggest difference, Austin's explosiveness. Austin's got a little bit more twitch, a little bit more explosiveness, you know, hit, hitting the hole. Once he catches the ball, getting his foot in the ground and going vertical. Um, Austin... Um, has better burst like i said but the rest of the game you know similar running styles um, austin probably plays a little bit more upright but again you put smaller backs on that have some of the same traits these guys are similar another one for me edo Smith i was with edo in the falcons fourth round pick in 2018 spent three seasons there bounced around a little bit until the march of 2022 uh currently on the streets a neck injury in atlanta certainly shortened Shortened his career there. Um, Again, guys that are about the same size, very similar running style. Now, these guys you put on the tape and the running styles are real similar for these guys. Um, Now, the biggest difference, Ito was wildly productive at Southern Miss, rushed for over 4,500 yards, scored 42 rushing touchdowns. So production really separates them. That was a big piece and why Edo went in the fourth round and why, you know, we'll talk about where I ultimately think Travis is going to go. But again, you talk about weaving downhill runners, not a ton of explosion, not a ton when you're splitting them out, breaking guys off, but guys that can carry the rock and, you know, don't get squared up a whole lot. So where do i ultimately see this player in the nfl well i saw a fourth rounder i say uh udfa in my comparison so i'm going to say a seventh round grade right now uh but unless his touches and production totals go up i do expect this player to be undrafted come april if i was a scout on the road i would have that seventh round grade on this player because he can be a third running back there are some snaps where you do think he can be a special teams player, um, just with his temperament and protection. But again, without being a height, weight, speed prospect that has really any room to ascend, I am going to put a little asterisk on my grade and come back at the end of the year. And if, if the touches haven't gone up, and if there's not something I can hang my hat on, I'm going to slide him down to that UDFA category, really recruit him, really go after him every time I'm on campus because there is a lot to like still. So, there, again, there's going to be things to like in the passing game that will allow him a chance to make a roster. Quarterbacks, running back coaches will like the way he can protect. But, again, with that lack of explosion and speed, he's always going to be what would be just kind of a role player on special teams, not a high-impact guy. Usually those impact guys are the ones that are going to get drafted. Players like him do find ways to make rosters. They stick around without a special trait, but he'll have to continue to impress, again, with his ability to see and protect him. He'll need to excel in the pre-draft interview process, which I fully expect him to do, um, take advantage of the opportunities he has, and he could find himself in the seventh round for a team that just falls in love with him. Ultimately, this is a borderline 53 player that does not have anything to develop. He is going to be who he is, good or bad, whether you like him, whether you don't, that's what you're getting. But Travis, prove me wrong. Dominate the rest of 2022 as uh, that whole offense continues to put up good numbers, score points for the Trojans, and you will hear your name called next year. That does it for Travis. We will be back next week with two more player reports as well as another Wednesday special. Tune in, share, and let me know what you want to hear. Another full weekend of college football coming up as well as NFL action. So whatever team, game, or league you are watching, don't just watch. Scout.